Hello and welcome to episode 28 of your parenting podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bamford, and welcome back a week or so later, a week and a half. That's why I never tell you, okay, I'm going to do podcasts on, on Mondays or whatever, because I'll just end up lying to you. We need to talk about these fucking love bugs. If you're not from Florida, um, or you know, at least the southeastern United States, and you don't know what love bugs are, um, you can take a minute to Google them. If I can figure out how, I'll add a picture in the show notes. Otherwise, that'll be, you know, the picture that comes along with the episode announcement. But these things, it looks like, I don't know, they're about as, what, as long as a fingernail. Little black bug with a bright orange head, like a little fucking pustule. And these things, they join together at the, at the genitals or the cloaca or whatever the hell they got. So there's two of them, you know, ass to ass, nut to butt, flying around. It looks like, you know, little flying capital H's or those helicopters. The, uh, they have the two um, rotors on them. I believe that's called the Chinook. But right now, these things are fucking everywhere. You know, just, you, know, you can Google, you know, love bugs, Florida highways. And it looks like, you know, somebody took a paintball gun to the front of these people's cars. I mean, and it seems to be even worse this year. I'm sure it has something to do with climate change. You know, one more thing we can blame on Trump. But I mean, these things are like, I mean, and they'll ruin your paint, the, you know, the paint on your car, if you don't clean them off. And it's just, I don't get, like, they seem to have no natural predators besides my fucking bumper. You know, it's like bats. Like, if I knew bats would eat them, I would have a, a fucking bat colony in my garage. Because I know just like the regular brown bat can eat, you know, it's like a thousand mosquitoes in an hour. Yeah, that's what it took. I'd put a bat colony in my garage, cover the floor in guano. I just have to keep the garage door closed so I don't piss off the HOA. Oh, sorry, you're supposed to just have fruit bats in your garage instead of brown bats. But these things, you know, apparently the bats don't eat them. And uh, my dog eats them. We'll see what happens, you know, when she eats a fucking thousand love bugs. And the other day, you know, we're doing yard work. We had company coming. We had a lot of rain, so the grass had grown up a lot higher than, than normal. So, of course, have to go out there with a the, you know, plastic grocery bag. And these things, I guess, are so evil now. It's like we worried, you know, what was it, 15, 20, 25 years ago about using all the trees on the paper bags. So we came up with the plastic bags and... Yeah, now the plastic is ruining the earth. 
I had to use a, uh, um, a plastic bag and then like a little miniature bag, like the one you would pick up a singular turd with. I had to use that as a sort of glove to walk around the, the minefield that my backyard had become to pick up all of uh, Zara's fucking turd bananas. And then, you know, and I'm trying to mow the grass and these love bugs, they were just, uh, there was literally swarming. There were clouds of them. If they, if they were bees, I would have been dead. And I have this, this Bushman's hat that was a gift all the way from Chile that has the, uh, it's an advertisement for that array of radio telescopes. And I just forgot the fucking name. Alma, Altma, something like that. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. But that array of radio telescopes that they use to look for, you know, aliens and exoplanets and shit, it advertises that. But it's this crazy Bushman's hat. It's not a flattering look for me. But it's supposed to, you know, protect my face and neck from Florida's merciless sun. You know, I've said I'm using it to, you know, swing at the fucking clouds of love bugs. I'm pushing the lawnmower. And I was afraid I'm going to, like, hit a tree root or something. It's going to buck that thing up and land on the top of my fucking foot. I mean, it's just, I don't get, like, there's so many of these things. And, like, no one seems to, no one seems to give a shit. It's like, some of my neighbors, you know, they'll complain. There's, we have a, a Facebook group for our neighborhood, because we're highfalutin. But it's just, no one really seems to talk about it. I saw one post where somebody said you can put um, a bowl outside of your house with water and some baby oil, and it's supposed to attract them. I mean, I could say it kind of works because the bulls are kind of slowly filling up with love bugs, but that could be that there's just so many that just the odds are they're going to land in the fucking big-ass bowl. I'm not sure what the, uh, the logic is on that one. But it's just... And then they, you know, they cover the back porch, and they're apparently attracted to the light colors... Especially white. I mean, of course, this means they're going to come after me because I'm, you know, as white as a mozzarella stick. But I also have a, a white PVC fence or vinyl fence. I guess the V in PVC means vinyl. I don't fucking know. But it's, we have this white fence, and you think they'd be crawling all over the fence, you know, but they're not. They're just randomly just flying around the backyard. Yeah, you know, they're all over the sides of the house. I mean, the house isn't white. So I don't know what the what the dilly yo. All I know is it's like it's an epidemic. You know, I'm trying to take the dog for a walk. You know, she tries to if she sees a stray one run across or fly across her face, she tries to take off after it and, and eat it. Most of the time she doesn't even eat them. She just, just kills them, just chomps on them and then just lets them fall to the ground. So the back porch just littered with the corpses of these little shits. All over the place. Speaking of taking the dog for a walk, um, and normally this, this dog is very friendly, as much as she irritates me. Because if she was an aggressive dog, we just, you know, we just couldn't with three kids. We would have to rehome her, you know, to somebody that doesn't have kids. But, yeah, normally um, she's fine. But there was an incident. Um, 
was it last week, a few days ago, I don't know, uh, where we got attacked by a poodle. Now, I know what you're thinking. Most of the time when you picture poodle, you're picturing like the little French poodles. But go ahead and Google like full-bred poodle. I mean, this thing was almost chest high. And it's just, it was completely black. I was, it was already nighttime. I was walking the dog, you know, listening to fucking, you know, classic Guns N' Roses on Spotify. And then this thing just comes flying out of nowhere in between houses. Didn't bark. I mean, this thing was, uh, granted, I didn't have the music that loud in my headphones. But all of a sudden, this thing was just right there. Like, to the point where the dog didn't hear it. Like, Zara jumped, and then all of a sudden she was terrified. And at first, this dog did the this kind of little jump-in-a-circle thing like they were going to play. So I thought, okay, you know, she just got out from someone's house. I mean, she had a collar. You know, she was just being friendly, I guess. And all of a sudden, this dog is, you know, tail down, ears back, growling and snarling. Like, the hackles are up on the back. And it's just, just trying to, like, lunge and bite at me and my dog. And I'm, like, kicking at this dog. I'm screaming and cursing, top of my lungs. I'm sure there's some neighbor looking outside the fucking window. I just, you know, some psychopath. But I always carry um, a pocket knife. Just because, I mean, not like I'm trying to protect myself with it. It was just more, you know, just a tool. But I do keep a razor sharp because I've used it for, you know, shirt tags. I've cut pizza for the kids in little pieces. It's always, you know, it's good to have. I recommend it. Um... But that was literally all I had. So I pull out this thing. Now, granted, I could have, you know, killed the dog. Which I try to. I'm like, I'm literally screaming at this dog. I'm trying to stab it in the face. The dog understands that I have a knife. Because as I'm swinging to the dog, she's keeping her eye on my hand and then on my dog. When Zara is trying to get away from me. And, of course, her way of doing that is to run around my fucking legs in a circle. You know, thereby tying me up with the leash, which I'm trying to undo with the other hand. And I'm trying to slowly back away and swing at this dog who's just walking slowly, low to the ground, you know, growling and snarling. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, I'm going to stab this fucking dog to death. Like, I'm, you know, this dog was a big enough dog that even if I was by myself, I would have been scared. You know, if the dog was acting like, if it was like a little dog, you know, like a knee-high dog, I would have just, you can just kick the dog enough and they'll they'll go away. But it's just, you know, thankfully we weren't, we were down kind of the end of the street. We weren't too far from the house, but I was, you know, took forever to get back there because the dog now is trying to, you know, run back to the house. I can only give her a little slack on the leash because if she gets too far away from me, the other big dog will just, you know, run around me. So I have to keep Zara kind of close. I'm, I'm letting her lead me backwards toward the house as I'm like, you know, swishing at the, the air in front of this dog's face with the knife. And it's like, at this, at this point, it's like, my adrenaline's up. Like, I would have killed this fucking dog. And it's like, I was already so mad that no one is coming out. I knew I saw the yard that the dog came out of. I'm pretty sure that's the owner's house, which I found out later it was. You know, I, there's no way they couldn't have heard me screaming, literally right across the street from their house. Because cars were in the driveway, lights are on. But it's like... It, it was, I was at that point so pissed. I was like, I wish his whole family would have came out there and I could have stabbed the dog to death in front of his kids. But it's like I finally, I'm like right at the next door neighbor's house. And like I hear a whistle in the distance and then the dog turns around and fucking runs off. 
And it's like, I'm telling Cynthia about it. It's like I'm pacing back and forth like a tiger. And she was like, you know, listen, you can't, you know, you can't just kill people's dogs. Which I get. Because I know it was someone's pet. But it's like now I feel like I have to carry a baseball bat. And there's a guy in our community that does that. Because he's posted on the uh, the Facebook group. Um, because he has a smaller dog. And I guess his dog got attacked by some big dog. Probably the same fucking poodle. So now whenever he walks a dog, he just carries a bat. And I'm sure any other dog that comes near, he just takes a swing. Which I'm going to have to start fucking doing. But, uh, and of course, everybody makes fun of me. They're like, oh, you know, running from the poodle and all that shit. And I was like, listen, you know, Google how big those fucking things are. I mean, that was not a, uh, it was not a small dog. I made the mistake of, you know, letting it slip at work. They're like, wait, 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 is a poodle? It's like, you don't understand. I was like, this thing was a big fucking dog. You know, and it's just, that's not the first time I've seen dogs, in particular that dog, running around the neighborhood. And then uh, a couple days later, my wife saw the owners outside. They were putting the dog in the car, bringing it in the house or something, and... You know, she was like, oh, yeah, is that your dog? And then, like, she straight up confronted him. I was like, listen, that dog got out the other night. You know, it was, you know, attacking my husband and our dog. And, of course, they say what everybody said. Oh, she's so friendly. She's just playful. You know, I'm not an idiot. You know, I know I've had enough dogs to know what aggressive dog behavior is. You know, it's like when, when a dog is wagging a tail, they're not angry. You know, it's like when the tail is down, like the ear is flat against the head, and they're also growling and snarling and trying to fucking bite you. You know, it's not like she was trying to nip or run around and play. It's like, I'm not stupid. Which I, but I'm glad that she was the one to, to say something to them, because I'm afraid that I would have, you know, said something stupid out of anger. That's a, yeah, that's my crazy-ass dog stories. I'm gonna adjust myself on this fucking bed here. You know, I need I need a soft bed. Maybe it's because of my you know soft nerd body. As long as I can remember my whole life, I've always wanted. Like I've always preferred like the soft beds. Like my dad, he liked these these concrete just prison beds. I remember one time visiting him. Back in the days when I was working night shift, I had uh, came over to, uh, I remember the occasion, I was staying there you know, for a better part of a day. And I was, you know, I hadn't had any sleep, I was like, listen, let me just, you know, lay down for a couple hours, you know, catch up on sleep, we'll hang out, you know, go out to dinner, whatever it was. And I went to lay down on his bed, and it's like, I might as well have just laid on the floor. Like, I can't understand how he can, he can sleep. And my dad, he was, he was skin and bone, this guy. <laughs> I mean, when he died, he was probably 80 pounds. Because I know you're not supposed to, to trust a skinny chef, as the, uh, the saying goes. Because he was a chef. But I mean, he was my whole life. He was always this, this scrawny twig. And I couldn't understand. Even his pillow. It, is, it might as well have just been a concrete decoration. And he would sleep... You know, like a rock and just snoring the night away and it just wouldn't it wouldn't bother him. But me I need like 
you know, right, like a super soft mattress, pillow top. I need lots of pillows on the bed. I want it to be like as close to just a cloud as I can get it. I want to sleep like at a giant cotton ball. Like I need one of those, uh, what do they call those, the sleep number beds. Or I can make it, or I can just like sink down in it. Uh, school is almost out. I'm not sure. Uh, I know Cynthia's uh, going with the kids to to New York in the summer to you know, visit some family. I'll have to miss that one. It's because I started my new job, and I don't really have any paid time off saved yet. Which is fine. I mean, that's fine that I missed the vacation, but it's like, you know, I'm happy to have the job. Um, I got to figure out to, if I'm allowed to talk about the job on the podcast. Because, I mean, it'd be good things, because I actually really like the job. I'm not going to say, hey, can I talk about the job, and then go talk a bunch of shit. But I don't know if the owners would be cool with that. So trying to be politically correct. But uh, I'm sure uh, maybe we'll have another Disney weekend. Now, I'd love to, because um, we got to stay in a resort back at the beginning of April for my wife's birthday, uh, which was a, a really nice gift from um, our sister-in-law. I guess it'd be my sister-in-law, her sister. I'm hoping, you know, because I I do like to do stuff with the kids. I mean, it it isn't, I don't want to say it's not fun, because it is fun, but it's it's by no means relaxing. You know, what I would love is uh, back in, I think it was February or March, uh, me and Cynthia went to Daytona. Um, I think I talked about it on the previous, previous episode. Where she is saying how she was getting attacked by the crab. But I mean, it was it was three days, two nights, no kids. Now most people would have found it the most boring weekend. Because we literally did practically nothing. I mean, we got there in the evening. I would say like early evening, maybe like four or five o'clock. Yeah. I think we, you know, just got like a drive through before we got there, like Wendy's or something. Then uh, we just, you know, stayed in the hotel room the first night. Just you know, stayed in there, caught up on so much missed sleep. I remember the next day we had our canopy, just sat on the beach for a few hours. Uh, we would have stayed there longer, but it started to rain. So then we just went back to the hotel. I think we took another nap. You know, order some pizza or something for lunch. You know, went out to dinner, caught up on more. It was like, it was just so amazing to just sit and do nothing. Not have to worry about being anywhere. Not have to set an alarm. Or, you know, alarms in the middle of the night to take the fucking dog out. Because she's still a dummy. She'll pee all over herself. 
That's it. That would be the vacation. That'd be the the ideal getaway. It's like we don't even need. I would love to go on a cruise. Um, me and Cynthia have never been on a cruise. But just like I don't even need a super long crazy one, because then it's like you, it's like you're on a whole other planet. and You don't want to come back. But I could do the same thing. So maybe like a four day, three nights, you know, even just two nights, like a long weekend. But even then, it's like, if it's only three days, I don't want to go on a cruise because there's just too much to do on a cruise. And that's not enough time. Maybe you have to be like the four-day, three-night, then we can do a little cruise. You know, I have some family members that, that travel a lot, so I'm sure I can get plenty of tips. You know, I would love to eventually take a long international trip but just, uh, you know, I do have some listeners in Spain. I would love to go to Spain. But just the kids right now, they're just, they're just so small. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know that, you know, when we traveled to to Chile, um, that was when we only had two kids. When Logan was about six months. That was, uh, that was fucking rough. So I can imagine, you know, traveling to Europe... You know, with three kids, you know, small kids. Yeah, and I would love to. And right now, I mean, they wouldn't really appreciate it. And they'd still have fun. I mean, Grayson can have fun anywhere. You know, same thing with Logan. Um, But I would love to, like, when Isaiah is probably seven or eight, maybe nine. You know, I would love to, you know, take them all on a big, long trip like that. You know, we have talked about um, Disney cruises. Though with those things, I'm not sure. Because they seem like they'd be fun. But then it's like, like I said, it's just when we're, ta- when we're taking the kids places, we're taking, we're going to those places for the kids. And for me, most of the time, like on my level, it's really not fun. You know, and I love doing stuff with them and I love seeing them happy. But it's like... I'm not going to relax. You know, when we went to the Disney Resort for my wife's birthday, it was a great time. It was a beautiful resort. Um, The Polynesian, I highly recommend it. But at the same time, it's like, and I think there's some level that my sister-in-law recognized, even though she doesn't have kids, she recognized that we needed to, to get the fuck away from them for a little while. So she came by to the hotel room and actually watched the kids for the night. Not the whole night, but I think it was she came by at like five. And then uh, me and Cynthia caught a bus over to Disney Springs. Yeah, just walked around there for a little while. Did we go to Disney Springs or Magic Kingdom? Fuck, I don't remember now. Hollywood Studios? Maybe it was Hollywood Studios. Yeah, because they had the, this little Star Wars fireworks show. But it was nice to just walk around with her, you know, not have the, uh, you know, the stress of the kids. You know, I mean, she was, you know, my sister-in-law is more than capable of, you know, putting their pajamas on and getting them in bed. But it's like, those are the, uh, the times that are my favorite. It's like you forget, you know, how much you love your partner when you get wrapped up in the, the parenting world. You know, those are my favorite times. You know, when it's just me and her, we can, you know, get away and not have that responsibility. So it's definitely, you know, like when you hear family vacation, you know, most of the time, 
it's, you know, the kids' vacation. And the family just kind of, the rest of the family kind of tags along. You know, because it's like, oh, I would love to take the kids to Legoland. And it's, you know, there's a big, the big kid part of me, you know, would love to go to Legoland by myself and just build shit all day. You know, but that's weird. But I know that if we were to take the kids to Legoland, they would have a great time. Because me and Cynthia would bend over backwards to make sure they had a great time. You know, if we thought there were shows they might like, we'd take them to that. But, you know, me and her are not going to sit there and relax at Legoland in a lounge chair. You know, this you're chasing the kids around. It's like, make sure they're not eating anything. Make sure they're playing nice with other kids. You know, it's, uh, these kind of things are fun. You know, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, stressful. And we're very fortunate that every now and then we can have, um, you know, some, some babysitters for the kids. You know, we can't really afford an outside babysitter. I mean, I guess we can afford it, but I feel weird about having a stranger around the kids. So, but we're, you know, what I was trying to say is that we're blessed to have, you know, family around that can watch the kids so we can go out every now and then. Because that's, uh, that's very important. you got to just maintain that relationship. You know, because that's the first relationship your, your children are going to see. And it's that whole, you know, lead by example thing or however you want to say, be the be the, the example you want to see in others. I don't know, whatever the fuck Gandhi said. You know, because we... And it's not that we are just trying to give them a positive example. It's like, you want the other person to know that you love them. And you got to just, you got to maintain that relationship. You got to, you know, you got to water the grass that you're standing in. That's why people say, you know, the grass looks greener. You know, maybe you're not watering your own grass enough. I don't know. Listen, I'm tired. I know it sounds like a, a Hallmark card. But, uh, but yeah, those, uh, oh, we got to go out. Speaking of going out, um, there's a, a friend of ours. This is my wife's friend, but I guess she's, by default, she's my friend also. A friend of the family. I don't know if she's cool with me saying her name, so I won't. Um, she just had a, a birthday party. Uh, she invited us to, and that was, it was very nice, and she's... You know, she doesn't have any kids of her own, but she's come to all of our events, you know, the housewarming stuff, you know, the kids' baptisms, like almost every event that we've had, she's been there for. She even helped, you know, move stuff into the house when we got the house. So obviously we weren't going to miss her, her birthday party. Although it was in, you know, two or three towns over, about a 45-minute drive, which I admittedly grumbled about a little bit. But we still had a had a great time, um, despite the fact that we don't drink. <laughs> we went to this uh, the place called Mediterranean Street Food, which I assumed was going to be a food truck, but it was not. But it was kind of in a parking lot in like a place where a food truck would be. And you just you just walk up to the window, you order your food. I had this amazing dark meat chicken pita. With 
these tomatoes and onions and God knows what kind of sauce with this thing. I mean, I thought it'd be like a little tiny pita, almost like the size of like a little walking taco. But this thing was a fucking two-hander. And then from there we went to a sports bar called the Copper Rocket. Um, I mean, that play, I mean, it was, you know, the atmosphere was fine. You know, it was bar food. Um, but we were there mainly for uh, trivia, which was super fun. Um, our team didn't really win any, but we got some of the more obscure answers. Um, I feel like I, I did well, pulled my weight. So I'd like to you know, send a thank you out to her for inviting us to the party. Now, technically, she only invited me, uh, which we had a little chuckle about. And I guess she didn't realize she didn't invite Cynthia. So I got the uh, the Facebook invitation. You know, like I think we I think we got it week in advance, week and a half, something like that. And I remember telling Cynthia, I was like, oh, are we going to, to her thing? And Cynthia's like, oh, what thing? Like checking her phone. So they had to rub in her face. He's like, oh, it looks like I'm the better friend. Because that's what you do. It's like, uh, you know, tonight we had guests over. Um, I had two sisters that were visiting from out of town, one from Tallahassee, one from Alabama. Um, the older one from Alabama came by with you know, her granddaughter. Uh, we had a, had a blast, and my wife cooked this amazing dinner. You know, basically, it was a fish fry, but we threw in some chicken. There was a couple of people that didn't eat, uh, don't eat fish. Um, using her grandmother's secret batter recipe. And it was, uh, like, it was so good, I'm going to dream about it. And it's like, it's like one of those meals that's like, it's so good, you feel like you need to go donate something to Goodwill afterwards. But, uh, so yeah, big shout out to the wife, who is, uh, every day a little more and more priceless. Because she also worked all day, you know. And for me to come home and see her hard at work in the kitchen. So, so yeah, it was nice having the company over. It's nice having, you know, because we do our best to maintain our house. Um, mostly because I think we hate cleaning enough that we're always trying to clean a little bit here and there to avoid the big giant, like, days where you're spending the whole day cleaning. And it's nice for people to, like, recognize it. You know, I don't mind bragging about the house just because we did, you know, we did try really hard for this house. We did work really hard for it. So I don't mind saying, hey, come look at my fucking awesome house. <laughs> Which definitely means that, that I'm an adult. Because, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, even 10 years ago, I wouldn't have given a shit about owning a house. I figure I'll just rent forever, who cares? But it's like, now that I see the joy and frustration of owning your own home. And I think, you know, the frustration comes because you want to maintain it, you want to keep it looking nice and in in good repair. But I don't know if that's a, uh, you know, a uniquely American thing. You know, the home ownership, I'm not sure how it goes in other countries, if there's like a pride or a status thing in it. It's like, oh, I own a house and you rent... 
you know, it seems to be, and I think it's mostly it's also different parts of, you know, the U.S. Like, you know, you go to a big city like New York, you know, most everybody rents or they own apartments. Like, they don't worry about having a big yard or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. At this point, I'm rambling. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. But uh, for any of my international listeners, feel free to shoot me an email. You know, if it's like if it's more common to to rent or own, or if you prefer apartments or houses, I like learning about other countries and cultures that way. Also, you can always send me emails for funny parenting stories, life hacks, all that, to uh, yourparentingpodcast@gmail.com. And uh, I appreciate all of the support, and I'll talk to you guys again soon.